0: Johnny. All right. Welcome to Barbershop.talk podcast. This is the podcast. If you talked about it in Saturday in the shop, we are going to talk about it today on our podcast. Hello, my name is Jay Rod, and I am your host. I am in Out the Way Studios here in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I am joined with my co-host,
1: KC. Thank you, jay Rod it is a pleasure to co-host Talk podcast here in out the way i look forward to presenting topics we discussed in the shop as well as the manner in which we discussed them this would include the gambit from analytical to anecdotal from critique to humor and fun all in an attempt to present to the audience the real flavor of barbershop talk
0: all right there's King Cap, our sponsor. It's just rocking on. You no, know, it's one thing I can't say about our sponsor, uh, King Cap. He have some new cuts coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, we got a couple of his uh, demos. Uh, and if we have time in the podcast, we may try to listen to one. But if we play that, I just want our audience, a listener, to know that that's just a demo version, right? Yeah. So we get in the cutting edge or hot off the press or however you want to say it. It's uh, um, brand new. so that we we got a sneak peek. Yeah, sneak peek. That's a good one. All right, we got the sneak peek. All right, well, you know, we're doing something a little different with our format because, uh, uh, as our listeners know, the barbershop had a little misfortune with the car going through the front window. Mm -hmm. And so the conversation didn't quite uh, happen in the barbershop. In fact, it happened at our temporary location. And I'm talking (laughs) about where we're cutting temporarily. So that's where we got the conversation. But there was a kind of another hot topic. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and 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 I may ask you to give some details because, and I know what you know what it was because you was involved in the conversation, but it has something to do with emails. Mm-hmm.
1: It wasn't mine, though, right? No, no,
2: it wasn't Ooh. yours, <laughs> and it wasn't <laughs> Josh
1: Groot <Gruden> emails either. <laughs>
0: no, in fact, it was a Meadows emails, uh, and it's being leaked. Mm-hmm. You know, in fact, Arthur, go ahead and tell us about the standoff. Just give us a little background information. And then we can get into our topic. All right. And and Arthur, we do. Sorry we didn't allow you to introduce yourself because I know that probably pissed you off. (laughs) So I just want you to cooperate.
2: The standoff between the committee investigating the January 6th insurrection and former Trump chief of staff Mark Meadows is continuing to escalate after a report released overnight alleges that Meadows said the National Guard would keep Trump supporters safe.
0: All right, 2021
2: so twenty twenty one election.
0: No, that's right. You can stop there. We got analysis. you. We got you, Arthur. But that was the big deal, mm-hmm. right? That uh, Meadows was going to cooperate with the uh, uh, the January sixth committee, right? Because right. they're investigating, mm-hmm. uh, and apparently he was going to cooperate. He was ready to go. Oh yeah. Until some of his emails got out, and he realized that these emails can be used against him. So now all of a sudden he like. Mm, I refuse to speak
1: now. Yeah, right. Because he knew these things in these emails was going to be damaging to Trump. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, if he's got to take the arrows, he's got to take the arrows. <laughs> However, uh, as they um, as these emails started to be revealed, it was just as damaging to him. And I think what's ironic is now he backed off and he's claiming, well, it's because of Trump's executive privilege protecting what me and the president discussed all all the while he's supposed to release in this month a book about uh conversations him and uh trump had while he was the um uh, uh while he was working in that capacity for trump yeah so you know he's already contradicting uh the reason why he's saying he can't um he won't cooperate
0: yeah a b- big time you know i i just think he put his his foot into sort of some some boo-boos is what i think and uh i think that one of the things that uh, was working against him big time is that when they talked about the National Guards, Mm -hmm. and I think he's finding out that his email is being collaborated with another source, Mm -hmm. that's when you're in trouble. Because you can always say that you misinterpret my emails, Mm -hmm. or that wasn't the intent. But when it's being collaborated, and it is being collaborated, Mm -hmm. uh, I believe the person who collaborated when he made the statement that Trump said... um, make sure that the National guard do everything they can to protect the protester
1: or his supporters right
0: <laughs> can you believe that <laughs> uh, well
1: actually unfortunately I can yeah the and there actually was a request um made by the mayor to have the National guard to protect the city right and Trump turned it around and said no m- yeah have the National guard there and make sure they protect protect my protesters Exactly
0: right. Mm -hmm. And so it's a question now of how did the administration um, use and see the military, right? Mm -hmm. And also it's another step toward trying to prove uh, that Trump was intimately involved in the planning of this event. Yeah. And this, in this event, went out, went off just as he anticipated, as he planned.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, Arthur, uh, tell us a little bit more about this, uh, the testimony. Tell us a little bit more about the emails and the revelations that came out of these emails.
2: The revelation comes in the House Committee's contempt report concerning the former White House chief of staff, which it is expected to vote upon Monday. The committee is seeking to apply pressure on Meadows, like it has others including Stephen K. Bannon, who was ultimately indicted. According to the 51-page contempt report, Meadows stated in a January 5 email that the National Guard would be present January 6, the day of what became the Capitol riot to protect pro-Trump people. In hindsight, it's a somewhat ironic statement the idea that pro-Trump people were the ones who needed protection that day. It raises questions about why Meadows would view the Guard as being necessary to protect Trump allies and what role the White House viewed for the military. Unfortunately, the disclosure raises many more questions than it answers, and given that Meadows isn't testifying, it will be more difficult to piece together. But Meadows's email also rekindles past testimony from a key January 6th figure. Then Acting Defense Secretary Christopher C. Miller.
0: See, I think that's where the danger is, is Mm -hmm. that now you're able to collaborate stories and be able to put pieces together to show the whole story.
1: Right. Because without collaboration, there was gonna be an attempt to say, Hey, that email it didn't read literally, you know, it was written in a way that wasn't really intended, you know, right right. miswrote. But when somebody's collaborating, the exact thing that you have in the email, now you can't say that that email was a misquote.
0: Absolutely, because in fact, I'm going to play the clip where the the acting defense secretary, this Christopher Miller, this guy we're talking about, Mm -hmm. uh, was testifying to this committee and he was being questioned by a representative from Florida. And I just want you to hear a little bit of the exchange where he's validating that Trump actually said had the National Guard uh protect the uh protesters our so-called protesters.
2: And Trump on the third of January concerning some international threats and at the very end he asked if there were any requests for National Guard support and I informed him of Mayor Bowser's request. Mr. Miller to be to clarify that point, did you tell the president about the mayor's request or did President Trump asked if there were requests? He asked if there were requests. What was the president's response to you, with regard to the request made by Mayor Bowser? Fill it and do whatever was necessary to protect the uh, demonstrators uh, and uh, that were executing their constitutionally protected rights. Okay. The trial.
1: Wow. Yeah. Wow. So you know they was planning. All oh, right. Use use that national guard to protect my guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly right. That's exactly not the saying. lawmakers, not uphold the law or defend uh, defend our democracy. Protect my guys.
0: Ain't this something? All right. Well, I guess that's what they was was uh, what they was they expecting for explosions and guns to go off of his. Well, no, I'm going to back up off of that. Because in reality, I think what Arthur said earlier, isn't it ironic that they're the one that needed protection? Yes. You know, in fact, it was the Capitol Police
2: that right.
1: protection that day. And, and you know, they knew full well, at least Trump did, and, and his orbit knew what the uh, the intent of the, they call them protesters, they were rioters, let's call them what they really were. Well, they I, knew I what agree. the intent of the rioters were. You know? Yeah, that, that is true. That to is stop so true. that uh, certification by any means necessary
0: i i agree i agree when when that group heard that horn being played they went crazy
1: yeah. <laughs> that was it. the guns would be loaded had the horns on his head right? <laughs> that's right the guns would
0: be loaded,
1: <laughs> and they was ready to shoot <laughs> was there any
0: helicopters there
1: yeah but they got the hell out of there <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> when they started chanting hang mike pence Hang Mike Pence hey man, this is getting serious <laughs> <laughs> Let's get out of here yeah
0: I mean that, that, it was kind of bad that Mike Pence took a lot of crap from the Republican parties. in reality he should have been the hero out of this whole thing because he just said he said no, the government's going forward. We're going to satisfy uh or uh, certify these elections yes. and I'm going against the president because it's the right thing to do. And now he is almost like the bad guy Mm -hmm. in the Republican Party.
1: Well, you know what, though? It's just desserts. Uh, He was supportive of the bad guy and all these bad acts. (laughs) So, you know, one righteous act doesn't undo, you know, uh, several dozen unrighteous acts.
0: Well, I guess that is a good point, but it would be very intriguing if Donald Trump run in 2024 and
1: Pence run against him? (laughs) He's going to be running away. (laughs) Because you know that first rally that Trump has, he's going to say, what were y'all saying about Mike Pence on January
2: 6th?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's
1: that's probably true.
0: But I say Pence, go for it. Don't be bullied. Don't be bullied. That's what I say. Don't be bullied. Uh, I'm going to jump back on that the email bandwagon for just a second because also what came out about these emails is that
1: um, uh, what is that Fox News? Yeah, um, which is ironic because they are not a news program; it's <laughs> Fox propaganda. They're,
0: and they're uh, you're right. In, in fact, they had to because of the lawsuit, and I think it was the the lawsuit with the uh, the voting machines, mm-hmm. where. Uh they admit they admit it that they are not a news, they are an opinion channel. Mm-hmm. they give opinions, so you're right, they're not news at all. Yeah, but what's intriguing about this is that um uh, they also uh and I said they is the committee have gathered emails or texts or text, not Texas, text. I guess I will be right, text, text in a Tex. plural form would be text. Tex. Tex Tex? Yeah, not, not Texas. No, Texas is the state yeah, <laughs> yeah <that's no. laughs> so text
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know does that fall in the category i'm switching gears here a little bit but does that fall in the category where like fish is not fishes it's just fish in it's plural as well
1: well text you add an s on it so one text is text multiple text is text text yeah
0: That just don't, that word just don't roll off my tongue right. Texts. (laughs) Texts. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. We digress. Yeah, yeah. Enough (laughs) of the grammar. (laughs) But uh, the committee also got a hold of some emails and texts from um, so-called, quote, Fox News host. Mm -hmm. Right? It's where they talk about, it's almost like an auto accident. When you're involved in an auto accident and you jump out and say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't see you. I'm at fault. But then, when you had time to think about it, you changed your story. Yeah, you, you coached up
1: and say, "I got to protect myself." That's <laughs> right. So,
0: and that's what the the coast host. I mean, that's what the Fox News host was doing. They were sending emails to Trump talking about, "You got to stop this. You destroy your legacy." And then later while the on that riot night, what the was going on? Yeah, what the riot was going on? Later on that night, is trying to put a new spin
1: on. They put a new spin on, on what they had said. Or-
0: exactly. So a- after they were sending those texts while it was going on, then they had a little meeting. And said how can we put a spend on this so that's what it reminds me of the people after the auto accident, i didn't see you i'm so sorry my fault and then later on i wasn't their fault that person ran the red light so that's what they were trying to do but we do got some some snippets from uh, uh cheney again from the committee exposing some of those emails so i gonna have you listen to a few of those
3: the president needs to tell people in the capitol to go home this is hurting all of us. He is destroying his legacy, Laura Ingram wrote. The Capitol was under siege by people who can only be described as antithetical to the MAGA movement. Now, there were likely not all Trump supporters, and there are some reports that Antifa sympathizers may have been sprinkled throughout the crowd. Please.
0: Now, isn't it amazing how they spin
1: that? <laughs> Did you hear her first yeah. statement? And it's so ridiculous, number one, First of all, Antifa people weren't there. They 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 had nothing to do. They they're against the Trump uh rally, right? right, right. That he had at his place. Everybody that was there was supporting him. That is okay. correct. Secondly, a sprinkling of guys that's going against the grain <laughs> would get beat up in that mob. Right. And thirdly, everybody there was attacking the cabinet. That is correct. Not just some sprinkling. Yeah, that not yeah. <laughs> if it was just a sprinkling, then but uh what it was was the keyword Antifa. We're going to throw the word Antifa out there because we have a certain people that support us that's automatically going to take our side when they hear the word Antifa. All right. You're absolutely correct.
0: Now, I'm going to have you listen to the second spin. Now, for our listeners, when you listen to a female voice, you listen to Liz Cheney. Mm-hmm. She's the one actually reading the texts mm-hmm. or the email. And then when you hear the male voice, it's the host to put a spin on it. So here we go.
3: Get him on TV, destroying everything you have accomplished, Brian Kilmeade texted.
2: About how I feel about the whole thing, Uh, I just thought the tone, the attitude of defiance played out in the Capitol, the lack of security stunned me. I do not know Trump supporters that have ever demonstrated violence that I know of in a big situation. Quote.
0: Okay, first of all, (laughs) now, do you remember when... uh, uh, Biden and Harris had their campaign bus, and then the Trump <laughs> supporter came around and uh, surrounded it and tried yes. to run it off the road. Right. And he's just said that. I do not know that these people was violent. <laughs>
1: B.S. <laughs> yeah. Earlier, hey, hey, this is this is got to get rid of this. Stop this at all costs, right? Get them on TV do <laughs> tell stop. And then later, you know, no, these were not Trump people that were doing this. It had nothing to do with Trump. But, yeah. You know, I'm but. totally surprised. All right. Now uh,
0: we're going to listen to another one. Yeah. Here's another twist now remember when you hear liz cheney voice the female voice she's actually reading the emails or the text from this uh, host and then you're going to hear the host voice and how he put a spin on it after they had their spin meeting
3: can he make a statement ask people to leave the Capitol, sean hannity urged
2: they knew there were hundreds of thousands of people that came to town we also knew that there's always bad actors that will inf- infiltrate large crowds. I don't care if
0: they're
3: radical left, radical right. I don't know who they are. They're not people I would support. One of the presidents.
1: Oh, yeah. imagine that. Uh huh. Yeah, it was people that infiltrated, right? <laughs> it wasn't actual people that was there. It was people infiltrated. Only because they wanted to blame someone else for this. But it's just, it's, you know, it's incredible that they would use such a lame, a uh, Lame excuse. When the whole world witnessed, not just America, the whole world witnessed this. Right
0: now, now also, if you recall, when Black Lives Matters was protesting, mm-hmm. they were just saying the opposite. Yes, when they said no, it wasn't anybody outside of the Black Lives Matter people. it's was just the Black my Black Lives Matter people's causing all the problems, and they know mm-hmm. that some of these supremacist group uh was embedded in that crowd and was actually rioting.
1: And case in point, that whole Kenosha situation mm-hmm. with uh rittenhouse yep okay the people he shot were uh white nationalist supporters there were no no you know, this black lives matter movement this was a white guy shooting some other white guys right and those other white guys that were there were there were white nationalists trying to create chaos as uh was uh brought forth in testimony by other uh people that witnessed the whole thing so you know that proves that point But that is not what occurred at this thing.
0: Not at all. Not at all. All right, now we're going to hear another one right now. This is uh, Donald Trump Jr. uh, sending a text to his father. Mm -hmm. Right Now again, our listeners, Liz Cheney, you're going to hear what he was writing in this text, and then you're going to hear from uh, Donald Trump Jr., where he tried to put a spin on it later that day.
3: Sons, texted Mr. Meadows, quote, He's got to condemn this shit ASAP. The Capitol Police tweet is not enough. Donald Trump Jr. Texted Donald Trump Jr. Texted again and again. Urging action by the president. Quote, we need an Oval Office address. He has to lead now. It has gone too far and gotten out of hand. End
1: quote. If you were to take his speech and compare it to literally any stump speech, you would see absolutely no deviation. But again, because the Democrats have the media in their pocket, carrying whatever message, they can go on with impeachment part duh. You know something? <laughs> think- he,
2: you know, he,
0: he was a duh. All right, this guy—he's <laughs> funny. You know, it, you
1: know. It, first, first of all. You know why he's the only one had to throw a cuss word in there. I mean, well, well, the cuss word was in the in the text. I know, I yeah, know, okay, but, yeah. but he's the only one who threw a cuss word in his text. You know why? Because his father was ignoring his text, <laughs> so he went to Mark Meadows and said, "Hey, you know, tell him stop this stuff. You stop this stuff." Yeah, because his father was ignoring his text. that dumb Donald Jr. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> I tell you,
0: it, it is truly.
1: Truly yeah. he amazing, said nothing that led to this, you know. Yeah,
0: well, you know, what, what gets me when he says something that, that jumped out of me, and, and, and I hope other people it jumped out at you as well, is when somebody said this has gone too far. Mm-hmm. To me, it meant that you planned it to go a certain way, right? But it went beyond what you had thought, what, yeah, what exactly. you thought. Because exactly. when you say
1: it went too far, mm-hmm. now that that kind of tells you a little bit that yeah, he didn't say man we we can't believe this happened yeah we didn't like, expect this it was like it just went too far right right <laughs> you know,
0: so uh, to me that was a damning statement right yes, there you it know is that it uh, i can't believe this happened versus this went too far oh
1: my it, it's goodness. the second time dumb donald got his father nuts caught in the ringer with these uh comments <laughs> <laughs> with his text, with his with text. His text. right yeah. with his text
0: that sounds so weird coming off my mouth there but okay uh well I think it's the time to look, take a little pause here and just recognize our sponsors. What do you think about that Casey? Absolutely. All right, let's do that. Hey. It's a party out near my
2: hey. want to be already. Known. It's a party out near my. Head. Hey.
0: All righty. As I said earlier, this will be we pause and recognize our sponsors, Out The Way Studio and 421 Barbershop. That's right. We'd like to thank Out The Way Studio and also the owner, King Cap, to allow us to do our podcast every Tuesday night in his studio. Also, they do have a T-shirt and other apparel custom-made uh, clothing. If you have any interest with that, feel free to email King Cap. And King is K-I-N-G, Cap, K-A-P, with a capital K, 317 at gmail.com. If you want more information on the service, please feel free to email King Cap and his team. Also, we have a shout-out to our second sponsor, which is 421 Barbershop, where good things happen to your hair. Please come into the barbershop. Once it's back up and running. (laughs) We appreciate it. If you want to get hooked up, and I mean if you want your hair to be hooked up, Come on in to 421 Barbershop, located in Michigan Road in Indianapolis. All righty. you know the, pairs, the repairs are coming along in the shop pretty nicely. Oh, are they? yes, indeed. Yeah. In fact, I'm hoping that you get a uh, it's a shiny new toy when we open back up. Yeah,
1: I think they're going to make that 30 day uh, timeline? Uh, well,
0: that's still a wait and see. <laughs> <'Cause> they, <laughs> they did make a commitment that it would be done within 30 days uh but with the uh, amount of damage uh the other barbers in the shop we we're questioning that however if they say they can do it let's roll with it and we will keep you posted on barbershop.talk podcast in regards to the progress all righty you know i think there was a, another topic that we were supposed to talk about today or at least came up in the shop mm-hmm. uh oh i remember what it is yeah um they was talking about, what do they call it? The great what? The great resignation. The great resignation. Yeah, everybody seemed to be quitting their job. Uh, amazing, amazing. I think that they said that the uh, people quitting their job is at the highest level since they started keeping these records. And they kept, They started yeah. this in, in 2000. Mm-hmm. So now with that being said, I'm, we had a good conversation in the shop. why do we think, I mean, what do we think personally um, was contributing to this?
1: Well, personally, I think that uh, that this whole COVID situation that we went through, I think that uh, that brought awareness to a lot of people that uh, these jobs were, uh, you know, underpaying them and not offering enough uh, benefits and flexibility. And, and they're starting to demand more and said, if you're not going to offer more, then we're not going to work for you
0: yeah i, I have to agree with that i, I got a couple of other things that i'm going to throw in the fire there because one, i think you spot on i think that the uh, uh the employees have finally realized that i am tired of being taken advantage of mm-hmm. and i think it started back and it's an extension of when uh, increasing the minimum wage was on the table mm-hmm. and they said no yes and i think that contributed to it as well and also, I think that the flexibility now that the younger generation is requiring, the younger generation won't control of their own time. And during the pandemic, it shows that they can do that. Because I think with some of these jobs, especially ones that was in the hotel or the service industry, the restaurants, is that they seem to be pretty abused. In yes. other words, um, was, was working very hard and receiving very little benefits. And yeah. I think during the pandemic that they was also finding these what they call these gigs jobs, gig jobs or small contractor jobs, that uh, such as DoorDash, Uber, Lyft, delivering for Amazon. They was finding that hey, you know, I can make more money with these gig jobs and have more flexibility. Right. And I want to continue on that path. Right.
1: And and don't have to deal with a lot of the uh, the harsh. Uh, treatment that they receive at some of these uh, previous jobs when they're working for themselves.
0: Oh, I agree. And I, and I think also um, they started to demand uh, that flexibility for child care mm-hmm. because during the pandemic they had to take care of their child. Yeah. Everything was closed down.
1: And I think that was really big when you started looking at jobs um, on, you know, on, on the higher level,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: management level or higher wage jobs. And a lot of them were resigning because they needed flexibility for childcare or take care of parents or other things. You know, they had that time for that stuff, you know, during the pandemic, Mm -hmm. the worst Mm -hmm. part of the pandemic. And they, they realized, Hey, this is a valuable thing for me now.
0: Oh, I I agree. I'm going to throw on on top of that. I'm going to throw in that homeschooling. Remember when I was doing that uh, school virtually
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: because the parents like, look, If I'm not here and my kid is not going to get on that Zoom call for that class, I'm going to make sure that he's logged in, make sure he's ready to go, make sure he did his homework, and make sure he's paying attention. So, again, that flexibility was needed. Um, And I think also during the pandemic, I think people start realizing that uh, family is more important than that job. Yes. Because I remember it was a group that uh, they were overtime. They came in before the office opened, and they stayed after the office was closed and they was missing all the quality time with their children. Mm-hmm. And I think that has something to do with it. And I think also, I, uh, I had down here what we talked about, and the reason I wrote this down, because it involves a barbershop. A barbershop-like business is when you only make money when you're there.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And if you ain't there, you don't have any money. It's it's over. Yeah. So I think that was another contributing factor, too, that people have to realize I got to get some money, and I had to have control of my money. Mm -hmm. that's what i think
1: but you know we may have to uh continue this conversation a little later yeah because i think there's a lot to explore there and unfortunately we're drawn to the end of this segment
0: yeah well with that being said then i'm just better go ahead and sign off of this thing because uh I definitely don't want to run out of time because we do that a lot because of our mouths. <laughs> but anyway, this is Jay Rod. I'm going to sign off, but I always sign off by thanking our listeners. Thank you so much for listening to us. And we'd like to continue to, uh, the ones who have not uh, follow us, please do so. Because we are finding that uh, maybe around 60 to 70% of our people that listen to our podcast from time to time has not hit the follow button. Yeah,
1: click on that button.
0: Oh, please do. Please do. All right, Casey, I'm going to turn it over to you, and you can just go ahead and close us out.
1: I want to thank you for listening to Barbershop.talk podcast. Please tell your family, friends, and enemies about our podcast, Barbershop.talk, available on your favorite podcast platforms. Let's have peace in the streets. Be safe, be wise, and be loved. And we say, go, go mob.
0: mob. On me, shoty phone for me, that's corny, that's an old no I'm trying to hustle that white woman Can you hear me
2: out? Whenever I'm in owl, owl and yeah. owl Ow. I'm you still on, on her soul. That's right, nigga. That's right, dog. Uh-huh. That white woman, that white girl. Yeah.